1: What's up, guys? Welcome in to the OBR Film Breakdown. I'm your host, Jake Burns. We are, uh, you know, live here on a Saturday, recording this at like 3 in the morning. Uh, I wanted to get a reaction uh, out to you guys on this trade the Browns made. I was in the middle of uh, watching Guardians of the Galaxy, the movie, and I got an alert of an unusual text thread to come through at that hour on a Friday night. We would usually think the NFL or the Browns would keep Friday night sort of sacred, uh, in the dead periods that are post draft, but we get some huge news. So I obviously spent time watching a movie that I really enjoyed. Thinking about uh, from my perspective, all the work that I would have to do the rest of the night, which is never, <laughs> which is never very fun, as I'm up here until three a.m. Uh, but but I also was excited for a move that I think was going to make a lot of people happy and make the Browns organization uh, better. Right? I think it's it's going to make them better. So. Uh, if you look at the the parameters of the trade the browns are able to pull this off with what's becoming a usual pick swap angle for them right so they get Zadarius smith from minnesota they get uh him alongside 22025 picks rounds 6 and 7 while the vikings get back in return uh the 2024 pick so they get one you know one pick a year ahead of what the browns get back uh, they get a fifth-round pick in 24 and a fifth-round pick in 25. So it's essentially swaps one year ahead for the Vikings. The goal here for the Vikings, though, is to shed Zadarius Smith's contract, which is what they're trying to do. They're trying to reshape their defense on the fly. They go from Ed Donatel, a disappointing def- defense last year. You, you might ask, why would the Vikings be doing this? They won a lot of games last year. But if you look at how the Vikings won a lot of games, they outscored people. The defense wasn't very good. It was exposed later in the season, obviously. And uh if you if you pay attention to the one score game stuff, the Vikings won something like eleven of them. So they're destined to come back down to earth. Now they're trying to reshape things on the fly with their structure, right? So they have gone out and uh, you know, picked up Brian Flores as their new defensive coordinator. They've gone a little younger or they're trying to trend a little younger uh in their and their end goal is obviously to open up cat flexibility for moves that they're gonna be making in the future. Who knows how long Kirk Cousins will be there. Uh, among some other key free agents, right? They let go of Eric Kendricks. Like they have actively trying to get younger, change the approach to their defense. Where you know under Kevin O'Connell and the offense that's clicking, they spend that first round pick on Jordan Addison. Obviously, let go of Dalvin Tomlinson. Now let go of Zayre Smith. Both guys end up with the Browns. They're just in a bit of a weird spot. They think Marcus Davenport can take over. They want to see what some of their young guys can do. They took Makai Blackman in the third round. They took Jay Ward uh, as well, another safety. They're trying to get younger. They're trying to get more cat friendly, open up more opportunities uh, for some of the guys that are on the roster to get paid, and you know guys like Dalvin Cook are in a bit of a transitional state where they're either going to be here for one year or less. And they, you know, Coezy's uh, doing a great job over there of keeping cat flexibility. And I just think it's two different. Even though one team obviously coming off a playoff run, uh, it's it's a team here that they think they're trying to rebuild and retool. They think they can do it on the fly, uh, and that includes cutting some money to put in other places, and uh, again, zadarius not like he wasn't productive for them last year. He was as good as any defensive end in the NFL for the first 10 weeks of the season where he put up 55 pressures in 10 weeks, 9 sacks, so he was really productive for them, but I think they have a different plan, how they're going to operate, run their defense, what they want in it, and I think sort of where Zedarius was as a player. He didn't want to be involved with where things were going. If you gather everything from his side, he was kind of telling Vikings fans goodbye uh, after the season. So there was like an inclination that this separation was coming. And again, I think the the Vikings expect to be competitive, but the defense is obviously under a a full-on shift and they're trying to eliminate some cap numbers. And I think the Browns are putting together an all-in approach, right time for them to do that while the Vikings are trying to just remain a little bit more flexible. So I think it's a win-win for both sides. The Browns get a player that they would not have been able to get on the free agent market. Sure, they could have gone after a Justin Houston or Melvin Ingram-type player, but those aren't anywhere near as good as what Zadarius has been. And who knows if they end up picking your opportunity or there's a a price point that matches. The Browns take, uh, I think, as far as I know, we're going to see what the uh, official numbers look like here, but... Smith was set to make, like, around 9.5, I believe, this upcoming season – so when you shift over, uh, the 9.5, sorry, 9.4 was the base with $5 million guaranteed, but it was set to run through 2024. This shifts up a year. They restructure the contract. He gets 11.75 fully guaranteed for just the 23 season, and then as he turns 31 and plays most of this season at 31, he'll be a free agent after the year. That's not to mean the Browns and Zadarius can't come up with some sort of long-term solution, maybe a year, another year contract after this year, but it's nice that the Browns are only committed to one season of this situation. With Zedaria Smith, right? So you like that opportunity. We should trace it back real quick. You know, zadarius Z- Z- comes into the NFL, and again, I- I'm going to s- be terrible sometimes with the speech stuff here. It's so late, but he comes into the NFL. He-, he arrives in Baltimore. If you if you remember the 2015 draft, he was a fourth round pick. You probably don't remember it all too well because you haven't paid super close attention. Fourth round pick, 122 in the 15 draft out of Kentucky. He was fine uh, as a player there. He had like a six and a half and seven and a half sack season at Kentucky, but nothing overwhelmingly great. in the in the testing wasn't good. Uh, Certainly will be the first edge player the Browns have committed serious money to doesn't really put up some of the quicker uh, sprint times, right? That one five seven number uh, or sorry, one maybe like one six or one point seven. They have like a bunch of guys who fit that threshold that will be expanded upon now. So Smith is less athletic, comes in with like a three point five relative athletic score. So you might wonder, why does he slip to the fourth round? Well, that's why. Not a great athlete in the testing department and then obviously not uber productive in the SEC at Kentucky. That's why he gets where he does. But he comes into the NFL and slowly gains the trust of Baltimore over four seasons. He starts out 405 snaps his first season uh, and only 17 pressures, but he did have six sacks among those 405 uh Total snaps but the next three years starts creeping up four ninety two five thirty three gets to twenty six pressures then to forty pressures, and then in twenty eighteen he has a real breakout season, his final season of his rookie contract with baltimore seven hundred and forty one snaps sixty one pressures, ten sacks all great stuff, put together some of his best metrics to that point in terms of the grading side of things, and he parlays that into a four year sixty six million dollar deal with Green Bay, obviously a hot commodity during that free agent season. Goes to Green Bay and puts together the best year of his career by far, where he grades out at almost a 90 on the season, including an 88.8 pass rush grade. He goes for 105 pressures. That's insanity. It's a great season. 18 sacks. He's second-team All-Pro, Pro pro Bowler, uh, everything you want. Has a fantastic season. Follows that up in 2020 with another great season. 958 snaps a 77 grade so things slipped a little bit there but it was more on the run defense side than the pass defense or pass rush side he had six uh, sorry 59 pressures he had still 14 sacks uh and and 38 run stops so another great year in 2020 pro bowler again 21 though training camp he has a bulging disc issue i think he played the first week of the season in 21 and then comes back tries to play can't play sits out the rest of the season has a back surgery uh, and sits out all of 21. Then the Packers decide after that season to move on from him, uh, get out of the contract the way they could, and then uh, I think it—I think he ends up signing a three-year deal with Minnesota that offseason, so he's cut, but he signs a three-year $42 million deal with Minnesota. And Again, comes back, plays almost the entire season, 822 snaps, an 83.3 grade, the run defense upticks, the 85.4 pass rush mark, again with 80 pressures, 10 sacks, 55 hurries, 15 quarterback hits and again 31 stop tackles on defense uh, in the in the you know predominantly in the run defense phase he forces three fumbles, all that all that great stuff. so he's back to himself. It seems again a little strange to me how the the, the sort of relationship spoiled. I know there was the knee contusion around week 10 that went into week 11 and that's why uh, again there's the, the sort of that that fade off in the sack production stuff but he was still putting up pressures you know games over 2 3 he had 3 games in the last 7 where he put up over 5 pressures in games alone so like it's not like he wasn't getting after the quarterback and changing the the launch spot and all of that stuff that you want your guys your guys to do so still productive minnesota people will tell you that he wasn't he wasn't as good as they were hoping for uh, it's funny how that always happens. You know, a guy gets cut, the uh, former team justifies it, the next team gets excited. It always goes that way. I, I'm sure if you look at the uh, the Vikings fan base, they're really excited about Marcus Davenport while the Saints couldn't get, wait to get rid of him. It's just the, the cycle of uh, NFL free agency and players playing for different teams.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: I think he's a really good player, and he fits the versatility side of things. So, like, if you want to know who he is as a player, I'll dive into this more uh, in upcoming episodes of the pod here. Extremely powerful. He, He is extremely powerful, Uh, And and that's, I think, his calling card is is his play strength and and how it threatens opposing offensive tackles. And when he aligns inside, which in pass rush situations, he does get inside. He played 12% of snaps inside for the Vikings last year. Extremely, extremely productive. You're talking about some of his highest quality sacks have come from an inside alignment. Brandon Thorne, who studies this stuff, he's a great follow on Twitter, O-line, D-line study, breaks it down. Some of his most high-quality efforts come inside where he pairs a swim move, a bull rush. He's got some really great uh, uh, pass rush reps where he's doing some of the twist exchange, the TEX stuff, where you're exchanging tackle and end. He is a really valuable chess piece inside, and I think the Browns will use him that way. Not only is he an edge setter, he can play the front side of run game. He can play and chase down and run down the back side of run uh, run defense schemes, whether it's wide zone, tight zone, some of those different things. He can play down the line. He can play through tight ends like they're not even there he's a great closing speed athlete uh, which again i think he's just a better athlete than the testing data tells us way back when he gets down the line and makes plays in like i said those lateral run game where guys are trying to cut back whether that's a moving gap count, uh, gap concept moving down the line or like a traditional wide zone he can handle those things but w- what does he do best he's a, he's a really just he's just a damn good edge he's a, he, he can really mix the speed power he's got uh, some fun bull rush long arm stuff from the edge he's got um an inside swim move that he's used to 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 take advantage of guys oversetting for some of his speed off the edge and dealing with the power that leaves the open inside vulnerable. He also added a spin move in twenty two that I thought was really fun on tape and then he also put together a nice little wrinkle to his 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 power speed combination with a euro step where he will threaten inside you know, then do the plant one, two step back outside and then kind of swipe or 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 club the arm down of a tackle reaching to try to get to him and then turn and bend that corner uh, in an effective way. So he seems to just be getting more and more uh, experience and adding to his repertoire and he plays hard and I think there's a passion for him to continue to get better. He was drawn to the opportunity to come play for the Browns because of playing opposite Miles Garrett and playing in a... A pretty diverse, uh, now I think a pretty diverse. If you add Obeni Okoronkwo, you add Dalvin, you add Siaki Ika, who they have all these guys that they have added, you can see the draw and why you would think that you're going to get a bunch of opportunity to create some nice numbers. Because again, you got to think. I mean, he's excited. He wants to play for the Browns. He wants to play well, but he also was looking at how does he get another contract? What place gives me the opportunity to produce? And the Browns will give him a very, very real opportunity to produce and and, and it just creates a, a, a bevy of fun pass rush options for jim schwartz to play with guys he can move inside outside uh, he will be a really fun interior pass rusher on those third and predictable or late game situations where you know quarterbacks are throwing he could not be a better fit could not be a better fit so like i said go read the article it's free you can check out all the different uses, all of his different moves, all of my analysis from sitting here way too long and breaking it down. I do hope you enjoy it. Go check that out at the OBR. I'll also link in the description of this pod. Uh, tomorrow I'll update it and put the link to that directly. But go to the OBR.com and check that out. I'll be with Brad Ward. We'll probably talk more in-depth about Smith, and then we'll obviously spend time next week really breaking it down. But I did want to give you guys some instant reaction because I think it's worthwhile. It's a big deal for the Browns' defensive front. It's clear that they're all in. They're not messing around. It's such a great chess piece to add to this defense overall, and I think you should really, really love it. They're not done. I still think they could add another three-tech defensive tackle. Certainly still think they could add a running back-to-back up Nick Chubb and Jerome Ford in some form or fashion. We'll obviously continue to talk about those things until they're done. There's also going to be some corresponding roster moves. They're going to have to get rid of somebody somewhere to make room for Smith on the 90-man, and then we're going to have to talk about the cap, how they're going to meander around some of the cap tightness that they're running into now until the uh, until uh, June 1st when the John Johnson money kicks back. We'll we'll talk about that in a little bit. And maybe they ultimately end up holding off on the official nature of the trade uh, for a couple of weeks. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we'll talk through all those different elements that come with this trade. But it's a great trade. You should love it. It's a win-win for both sides. But this does ultimately reek of an Amari Cooper trade where it's like the Browns got a really good player for a great price and didn't give up very much. Swapping picks to move up from the 6th to the 5th for the Vikings they're clearly trying to just get rid of the money and trying to work their books in a way that is, things are getting, you know, or have been tight for them over there. So like it all around, think it's a good deal. You should be really, really happy about it. And I think borderline very excited. Anytime you get a guy who in the last four years has put up 18, 14, 10 in his last three healthy seasons, 105, 59 and 80 pressures on top of those sack numbers, that's a player. You're very open to bringing into your organization uh, and and I think that they're going to really like him. You're going to like him. And now the, the the creativity this can create for guys like Okoronkwo, you know, the opportunity now for some guys who are on the younger side, Isaiah McGuire, Alex Wright, to continue to just grow into roles and not be thrust into playing position snaps volume that they shouldn't be playing. It's it's a great trade. It's a really wise trade from Andrew Barry. But again, I think it benefits both sides. You can see where they're coming from from the Browns and Vikings side, and those are deals you like, and you certainly like to see Questian and uh, Andrew keeping that line of communication open to help each other out because I do think this is a good deal, and the Browns get in front of Zedarius before maybe he got released and hit the free agent market and all of that stuff. So it just, it just really, really works out. You should be excited about it. So I'll leave it at that. We'll talk more about uh, the deal in the coming days. I have some more draft introduction stuff to share with you. I got Isaiah McGuire and Lonnie Phelps recorded. Maybe that's a Monday pod, but we'll check in for uh, you know things I think I know about the Cleveland Browns on Sunday with brad ward so check that out have a great saturday though everybody i appreciate you stopping by check out the article well worth your time if you want to know everything there is to know about zadarius smith so thanks for being here again have a great saturday and go rounds.